Blog Talk Radio. Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts. It is Sunday, April 15th, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and I will be broadcasting live for the next 30 minutes. So, just some highlights. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Also, would like to thank everybody for spreading the word about the broadcast um, to friends and, and family. I've uh, experienced a threefold increase and downloads over the last week, so I do appreciate that. And um, once again, I can uh, really attribute it to, you know, basically talking about liberty, freedom, what's going on in the world, and cutting through the minutiae and just giving you the once-over of the things that you really need to be concerned with. And I will go into a couple of topics this afternoon about what we really need to be concerned about and what the overall global agenda is and how it's getting pushed upon us um, by stealth and what we can expect to see in the future. So a couple of announcements before we get going today. Um, As of next Sunday, I will be hosting a one-hour show, and I'm going to have a special co-host that I will introduce to you guys a little bit later on in the broadcast and tell you a little bit about what he will bring to the table And you can expect to see a great broadcast, once again, an hour-long, similar format, covering the news, spending a little bit of time on local subjects, what the ramifications are of the news that's out in the media today. And then we will dive into the topic of the show for next week. So really excited about that. Now, just to let you know what you can expect to hear... It will be talking about GMOs, and we will dive into it here in a little bit. So, covering the news from this week, um, the Washington Examiner, this is an article by Mark Tapscott, and the one thing that I saw is, um, Department of Labor is now forcing the media to use government computers. Now, there's some pushback from the journalists on this, and I do have some segments of the article, But um, what you're going to see is um, when they start releasing these Department of Labor numbers, at first it was um, the the journalists were given limited access to these little areas where they could siphon through the new data, prepare their new stories, and release them from the site. And then what has happened or what has transpired now is that they're giving them a a government-sponsored computer with web access and all these other things. But what it's going to do is it's going to curtail how fast the information is going to get out, and there's some concerns from the media, and I'll read you just an excerpt from the um, from the article about what the media is really concerned about. So the media here, it says, or at least Mark talks about, a measure of enhancing security is, um, is the main lockup facility, quote-unquote, the DOL newsroom. 
and the Department of Labor will su supply and maintain the standardized equipment standard configuration for all participants. The change means that privately owned computers, telephone equipment, including hardware, software, cabling, wiring, and internet phone lines will be replaced with equipment owned by the department. So once again, it will cut down on time for these people to get this information out. And then um, continuing in the article, in other words, journalists will no longer be allowed to bring in their own laptops with equipment to the lockups. So they always use government-supplied equipment and virtualized desktop by running Windows operating system. A web browser just kind of goes into you know, all the different things that they're going to put on these little workstations. And the equipment will provided will not have wireless access, and provisions will be in place for news organizations to transmit their stories over the Internet. So what does this mean? Well, it's kind of interesting throughout the article. It kind of hints on that, that they're going to give preferential treatment to certain organizations. And um, the gentleman that was actually in charge of it reminded participants that there's only going to be 20 or 30 seats available for the lockups, and priority will be given – by the Department of Labor in selecting participants of those that are primary journalistic enterprises. So anybody that's going to support the agenda is probably going to be the person that's going to get you know, the seat in there and get first dibs and, and so on and so forth. Now imagine that you know, getting pushed down from the DOL from the top down, trying to cover up what's really going on in society – and what what you can imagine is going to come out of these Department of Labor studies. You know, they always inflate the numbers anyway. They'll say, you know, unemployment's at nine percent when it's really somewhere around the the neighborhood of you know anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent because they don't count those people that drop out and say, well, you know, these people have dropped out of the labor force, so they're not included in the numbers anymore. Or you've been unemployed for for more than two years and you know, so on and so forth. So the numbers are already skewed, but now we're going to give preferential treatment to the journalists that support the the corporate whore media that support the the government the government numbers and fudging of the numbers. So those guys will get their preferential treatment, and everybody else will just have to wait on the sidelines. So continuing with the news. This is an article by Richard Rubin coming from the Washington Post, and this kind of piggybacks onto the topic of the show today, how the Buffett rule could still be escaped by the highest earning tax holders. Wow, what a shocker there. You know, Warren Buffett's such a good guy. He wants to give us all of his money, and he wants to help the world, and he wants to help all of the innocent little children out there that are going hungry. What what people need to realize is that people like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, these guys are ruthless business people, just absolutely ruthless. They don't care about their little their little organizations that they make up as as money laundering funnel companies, so that they can put all their money into it and you know and not get taxed on their charitable contributions that's why they set up these little shell corporations and throw all their money in there so they can avoid taxes and and Richard Rubin you know really hits it right on the head and I'll read you a couple of excerpts from the from the article and it starts out by saying those affected taxpayers the fewer than 0.5% of Americans with an annual household income exceeding 
$1 million in tax rates less than 30% could take advantage of tax-free investments such as municipal bonds to escape Buffett's rule bite. There are also time asset sales for maximizing profit benefits, engaging in transactions that don't result in taxable income, and make charitable contribution yield deductions. Once again, they set up their phony little corporations as tax-free foundations and then funnel all their wealth through there. Meanwhile, the people that really do need the money and create the jobs actually get theirs siphoned off by this nice little banker bailout. So it goes on to say largely the Buffett rule is going to be manageable, said David Miller, a partner at Caldwell, Wickerham, and Taft in New York. That is, with tax planning, people would be able to avoid it. So, you know, once again, this is all political theater in the realm of let's try to fix the economy, but not really. Let's go ahead and collectivize everything and give it to a select few and then sit upon not only the United States, but the countries of the world, holding them hostage financially. Once again, as I talked about in the last in the in the last broadcast, you you're not going to see fascism come through and collectivism come through by the way of by the way of something like a Hitler or a Stalin where they're just going to go around machine gunning people and blowing up buildings. They're going to do it by stealth now. They're going to financially conquer us and then when they financially conquer you, they can start to talk about how we need to do x y and z because it's for the greater good or it's because of austerity measures like you're seeing over in Europe. And that is the topic of the show at the beginning of the show I forgot to to set the stage of what you're going to be hearing about today, but my topic of the show is world government and how they plan to how they plan to conquer us financially and then implore that world government is going to be the solution for all of our problems. So, you know, I digress back into the article you know, and it goes on to say, under the current law, capital gains and dividends are taxed at a top rate of 15% compared to 35% for wages, some some business profits, and other ordinary income. So you get taxed on 35% for your wages, and then your dividends and your capital gains get taxed at 15%. So, you know, an effective tax rate of, you know, about 50% if you sold your capital gains and you had to pay income taxes or wages on those. So and it says a percent of, of a three point eight percent tax on unearned income at the highest tax earners will takes effect until twenty thirteen. So continuing on with it and why you're going to see the big super rich push for this, the higher taxes on capital gains and dividends will reduce the after tax return income on investment capital causing some taxpayers to make shifts in their portfolios. In some cases, income tax, income being taxed at the individual level has already been taxed at the corporate level at a rate of 35%, so the combined rate would exceed 50%. That's what I was trying to get to before, but I couldn't get the verbiage out. So not only are you going to get the 35% corporate tax, you get the 15% on top of that, except for Warren Buffett and all those guys that throw theirs into charitable, you know, phony corporations and then are exempt of all these little tax loopholes that they go out and, and charge around in the media and stomp around and say we need to do X, Y, and Z. And meanwhile, they're all exempt, but everybody else in the 0.5%, the people that really do create the jobs, get get the financial hit. So – 
Just to wrap up, Miller said that the taxpayers anticipating capital gains could move into a low low state tax, much like Florida, which doesn't have an income tax, and that's basically what he says here. So, so what does this all mean? And this will transition perfectly into my my topic of the show, which is world government. Now, what is world government? In short, world government is something that has been talked about and is preached about over hundreds and hundreds of years. People have tried different ways to bring about world government and global – I guess you would call it a conquering of the, of the global world and how they anticipate doing it. Well, much like I said before, people have become wise to to somebody taking over the world through military force, and that's one of the reasons that they quote-unquote created the UN and tried to create the League of Nations in order to circumvent all these wars and, 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 and mass death and just wars to benefit the, the smaller few. So what they've done is they've created this new idea that we could conquer the world via fraud. And how do you do that? Well, first you have to you have to set up financial institutions that are regulated by what's called the World Bank. And then if you have a World Bank sitting at the top and then you have the 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 UN sitting at the top as well, the United Nations pushing their agenda and talking about how everybody needs to buy into the system. Once you get everybody bought into the system, and then it's the idea of we need to get them under debt because debt equals control. Much like you see in the United States here, there are people walking around with massive debt looming over their shoulder, and and this is all by design. It is by design for these people to oppress you by getting you into greater and greater debt so you really can't have anywhere to go. You know, there was an article that came out. Uh, a week ago, and I didn't even link to it, but now it just kind of popped into my head about the IRS is going to start limiting your travel from state to state if you haven't paid income taxes. So what does that mean? Once again, you take it to the next level. If you owe taxes, if you owe debt, and this might be the way that they're going to try to go with this. If If you owe debt to somebody, if you're in debt or you're not paying your bills on time, you don't get to travel. So now they started out with if you don't pay – the collective you know the collective arm of the of the private federal reserve the IRS if you don't pay your note to them then we're going to lock you down and you can't travel anywhere so what i do have for you is a is a clip from John Perkins who wrote the book uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman and what he describes in the clip is the first part of what i'm going to talk about and then the next phase and what you're seeing today. So the first part is the the financial facade that they set up uh, a few years ago with the banking crisis, and here's exactly what he talks about. Well, we've seen this over and over. We've seen it here in the United States when a few years ago all the bankers were telling people who could only afford a $300,000 house, well, buy the $500,000 house, tighten your belt for a few years, and then it'll be worth a million. Just go ahead and do it. We, we know you can do it. We will approve this loan. And then, of course, the the, market, the bottom falls out of the market. The house is not only worth a hundred thousand, uh, and the people still have a have a loan out for five hundred thousand. They can't pay it. Uh, the house is foreclosed on. The banks repackage the whole deal and sell it to someone else. 
it's it's pure robbery. There's no question about it. So as he says, it's pure robbery, but this is all done by design. And John Perkins goes into how he used to go over to foreign countries and set them up for financial failure. And and what you're seeing now is with with all of these people in place, and you can actually link to the articles via my website at um, www.wearenotcattle.net, and you can click on the Sunday Show page, which I'm going to post here in a moment. And you can actually link to the article that I'm going to talk about next, which came out last year, but it's very pertinent, talking about how Goldman Sachs conquers Europe. And one thing that you're starting to see now, at least to people that want to get into the know and want to understand what's going on financially and why our dollar is getting devalued, it's all because of what they're setting up. And what they're trying to set up is they're trying to set up the global government, which we're all going to have to pay global taxes to. And even our vice president, Joe Biden, has said that we need to pay a global tax. And I have a clip here. It's only 30 seconds long from Joe talking about how we all need to pay our global tax to the World Bank. And we're not done. For years, American manufacturers have faced one of the highest tax rates in the world. We want to reduce that by over 20%. We want to drop the rate, particularly for high-tech manufacturers like you, Mr. President, even further than the 20%. We want to create what's called a global minimum tax, because American taxpayers shouldn't be providing a larger subsidy for investing abroad than investing at home. So there's that. So you hear him calling for the global tax. Now, what does global taxation mean? That would, in essence, mean taxation without representation. We will all pay a global minimum tax to the World Bank, and then in turn, we're going to have to pay carbon taxes to them and, and, and all of these other little minutia taxes. So we don't have any representation once we get signed on to this garbage. You know, We have representation here in the United States to, to say that we don't like the current tax law and let's revoke it or let's put in something else in new that's going to be a little bit different. And then you have people like Herman Cain going around toting the 999 plan. You have people like Neil Bortz toting the fair tax plan, which you know, it's really rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic because we're in such a financial hole that we're never going to be able to get out, and this was all done by design. And just to uh, just to expand on how it was done by design, I have another I have another clip from from the interview on the Alex Jones show with John Perkins, and he goes into great detail about how you financially conquer a country. And then on the other side, I'm going to drill down about what you're going to see, how the people are going to be kind of maneuvered into this world government and talk about how it's going to be the savior. And then what we're going to talk about on the very end of the show is the show for next week, what you can expect to hear. And um, like I said, we're going to have a, a guest host on the Sunday show with me, guest co-host, and uh, what we're going to cover. So here's the clip from the John Perkins interview. So what I did specifically was identify countries that had resources that corporations covet, like oil, for example, and then arrange a huge loan to that country from the World Bank or one of the other big banking organizations. But the money would never actually go to the country. Instead, it would go to our own corporations to build infrastructure projects in that country, huge projects like uh, big big power plants, hydroelectric plants, and 
things that would benefit a few wealthy families in those countries, as well as our own corporations that built them, but wouldn't help the majority of the people who don't have enough money to buy much electricity, can't get jobs in industrial parks, they don't hire many people, and yet the people of the country would be left holding this huge debt that they couldn't repay. So at some point we go back in and say, hey, since you can't pay your debts, uh, essentially give us your resources, your oil or whatever. Sell to us at a very low price without any environmental or social regulations, without having to take care of the people in the country that we're, that we're exploiting, or allow us to build a military base on your soil or vote with us on the next critical United Nations vote. And in a few cases where we couldn't convince presidents to take on those deals, which were really bad for their countries, uh, the jackals step in and they either overthrow governments or assassinate their leaders. And, you know, I talk about my own personal experience in Ecuador with the president there, Jaime Roldos, democratically elected president, Omar Torrijos of Panama. They didn't buy into these deals. They had a lot of integrity. And both of them were, and, and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to me. They, they wouldn't buy my deal. And so both of them were assassinated. Now, when they don't do the deal, the jackals come in. What do the jackals do? Well, either overthrow the governments that we just saw this happen in Honduras with President Zelaya about two uh, years ago, or they, uh, and we've seen it, of course, happen with the Yende in, in, in Chile and Arbenz and Guatemala and, and so on and so forth, or uh, they assassinate the leaders, which we saw in my case with Jaime Roldos of, of Ecuador and Omar Torrijos of Panama. So they're either overthrown, and if they go kind of peacefully and they leave the country like Zelaya did in Honduras, okay, if they're not going to go peacefully, then they're taken out. So that's how they do it. And you wonder why some of these third world countries sit there in their third world stages. Number one, the people at the top, the ruling elite, do not want these countries to get to be developed. And once they start becoming developed, then they'll come in and move any facilities that they have in there with their with their corporations. They'll move them to a different to a different third world country, much like in the corporation which I've alluded to before, where they set up their little sweatshop operations in these third world countries, come in and you know go ahead and use the cheap labor force. And once the labor force starts to become a little bit more, you know, a little bit more not uppity, but they start to start to see a, a better quality of life. Then what they do is they pull the plug and say, "We're going to go over here now," and then they leave the country decimated. So taking it a step further with the John Perkins stuff, he would go in and explain to these countries about how they would need. You know, we can provide you a loan with a World Bank, and we can help you build infrastructure. And then once he, once again, he says that none of the money really goes to the countries; it goes to the corporations in America, which then infiltrate the country, build the roads, the the bridges, the so on, the so forth, and knowingly sign these countries on to this debt that they know that they will never pay back. And then the contingency plan under under these articles that they sign on to is the fact that we can come back in and we can demand that you either you know buy from us, vote for us with the UN, or we can come in and just start taking all of your natural resources and the mineral grabs. And then guess what happens? If you say no, then we're going to either come in and assassinate your leader, or we're going to trump up some phony charges like throwing babies out of incubators, that kind of stuff, and we're going to come in and invade your nation and take your you know take your raw materials by force. So 
what you will see in the future are the global elite, the global technocrats as they like to call themselves. They're going to bankrupt nations one by one, and they'll bank them, bankrupt them, prop them up with bailouts, which you know the taxpayers always have to pay on the back end. And then they will slowly bankrupt countries like little dominoes, and then they will come in with this all-encompassing plan of now we need a either a global standardized currency, which they will definitely talk about that, or – they will come out and just blatantly say that world government is going to be the answer, and we need to collectivize the raw materials of the world, and we will divvy out the raw materials as needed. You know, much like the UN Agenda 21 talks about their rationing cards, and we are going to divvy out these things as needed, and then depending on where your country falls, that determines, you know, what kind of resources you get. So. You know that's in essence the the wrap up for today. I'm sorry I didn't get into why global government is so bad, but once again, you do not want people with extreme power divvying out artificial resources. You don't want them divvying out food rations. You don't want that because the only thing that it'll do is decimate the third world. We need to prop everybody up, and if I wish that some of these Corporations would do the right thing and and really try to invest their money directly with some of these you know aid groups instead of going in and giving it to a large lump sum, which the aid only gets like you know five ten percent trickle down into the countries that actually need it. So that's my take on that. Now, as I told you before, we're going to do a broadcast coming up Sunday, and I do have. My co-host on the line, and I'm going to see if I can pull him up here. TJ, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Great, man. So um, just to guy, give you guys a little bit of information on TJ, met him last week. We both um, both are very passionate about you know, not getting sucked into the, the global government, a.k.a. New World Order trap. And um, TJ, I'm just going to turn the floor over to you, and then um, give your you know two minute spiel about who you are, what you believe, and then at the very end we can kind of talk about what we're going to get into on next Sunday's broadcast. So the floor is yours. All right. Well, um, I am TJ Smith, and um, basically, I stand for freedom for all people. I am against that. I am against the. I am against the entire system. I am against world government. I believe that everyone should be free and everyone should actually have control of of their government. I believe that the government should not run the people. The people should actually run the government. And going back to what you was um, talking about earlier, that, you know, the global elite, they really are trying to create a massive worldwide debt so they can come in and so they can bail out the entire world. And remember, whoever owns the debt, they own us. So when we get into these banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, SunTrust, and so forth, all of these are banks that are actually owned by the global elite. These are people who are worth trillions of dollars. And right now, the American debt is $15.6 trillion and growing. Our mortgage debt is 13 children, and the Federal Reserve is spending over $3 trillion. 
So what we are looking at is an economic collapse waiting to happen. And this is something that we cannot afford to actually, I mean, to basically see. I mean, you, you're talking about going back to another Great Depression, but this time it's going to be a global depression. And they're going, oh. and they're going to come in. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, but we're, we're up against it here. But, you know, next week, TJ and I are going to get into one of the mechanisms that the New World Order slash the global elite are using to get us all into, number one, a position of dependency, which would be GMOs. Now, we're going to start the show. It's going to be the, the typical format, news at the very beginning, get into the history of GMOs, and then TJ is going to talk about the future of GMOs and what you can expect to see. You know, So we're going to run the broadcast next Sunday, 1 o'clock, myself, TJ, you know, we're going to open the phones up at the very end to give it, you know, give some time to the callers. But um, I did want to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, get the broadcast out to yourself or get it out to everybody. Once again, get a friend, get informed and get involved, everyone.